Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Allow myself to introduce myself. Welcome to Season 3 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that unpacks and dissects the strategies and principles of high performance in sports and business. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr. Welcome to Season 3 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that unpacks and dissects the strategies and principles of high performance in sports and business. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr. In this season, I lean on several of the most innovative and impactful leaders I know, to garner their wisdom on how to effectively lead during times of adversity, how to remain poised during a crisis, and how to look for and capitalize on new opportunities. While these Zoom recordings took place during the height of the coronavirus pandemic, the tips, strategies, and principles shared are timeless and can be applied to any future challenge. They also have very high utility. The wisdom dropped can and should be applied to any line of work in any industry in any organization. For additional resources on improving performance, leadership, and culture, please check out allensteinjr.com backslash free. Follow me at allensteinjr on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and opt in to receive my full timeout, 30-second timeout, and overtime monthly emails. Today, I'm joined by Charles Watson, the CEO of Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Charles, the, the list of, I guess, negatives during a crisis like the coronavirus are obvious. I mean, we have people sick. We have people losing loved ones. Uh, businesses are suffering. People are losing their retirements. Uh, but I've always been a believer that even in a time of crisis like this, there are silver linings and there are some positives if we look for them. What, what have you noticed along those lines? And, and what are some of the positives and silver linings maybe you've found? Gosh, there's, there's been quite a few. Um, it, it leads me back to our culture, right? When something goes wrong, it's who am I, who are we as an organization, et cetera. Um, and so that, that's probably been the biggest positive. And then you, you sprout from there in terms of how do we take, how do we take those cultural values and use them uh, kind of to our advantage. So my big example is obviously kind of the giving, the giving back piece. One of our core values is relationships rule. Um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're not the only company giving back. Many companies are, and that's awesome. The more, the, the more, the merrier. But we chose to set a goal for ourselves three weeks ago to give away 100,000 smoothies to healthcare workers and first responders. Uh, and as of last Friday, we hit it. We gave away 100,000 smoothies. We delivered them to hospitals and fire stations and police stations and testing centers, et cetera. And the learning that came from that was what I call giving back to get through. The restaurant industry is, is decimated, right? As I, as I said before we started, I'm just happy that we're in quick casual and we're even open, right? My, my brothers and sisters in full service restaurants are, are struggling even worse. So I'm grateful for that. But what we found is that for our franchisees, getting them involved in this releases the oxytocin and the serotonin in the brain, right? You get back to kind of brain chemistry stuff um, and it allows them to forget about the fact that their business is 50 to 75% down. 
day over day because they've just gone and dropped off 100 uh, smoothies at a hospital and they can come back and get through the rest of their day because they've done something good and they've got some of that feel good going with them and allows them to keep putting one foot in front of the other uh, and keep moving. So that, that's been the biggest kind of lesson learned and how do we take a cultural value and expand upon it and get something positive out of it. Oh, absolutely love that. When you're kind of the, the leader of a massive organization and there's so many moving parts, what have you found to be the biggest challenge, especially from a communication standpoint, uh, now that everything has to be done remotely and digitally? Um, what have you found has is, is been toughest for you personally as the leader? Um, I'm a face I'm a face to face guy. I'm a relationship uh, guy. And so the, the handshakes and the chuck on the shoulders and the look in the eyes. But I got to tell you, Alan, um, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, all the tools that are available, um, it's a different world. It, it really is. Um, and so I've felt pretty connected to my people from an organizational perspective. From my, Remember, we're a franchise organization, so I've got a corporate team that's supporting the franchisees, and then we've got all the franchisees out in the field. So from a corporate perspective, we have a, every Friday, we have a coffee break. Right. And I get on and we go around the horn and we do goofy. What's your background and get put a picture of your prom up there. And uh, what's your favorite coffee mug? Goofy stuff. But it allows people who are sitting at home to get a little bit of that social connection. Um, and so that has been good. I feel very good about that. We also have our our people teams that are just randomly calling people. I'm randomly emailing people. Hey, how you doing? I saw that you did this. How are you? Um, so I feel pretty good about uh, keeping that people connection. It's not as good as in person, right? I hate, to, I just canceled today a quarterly business meeting where we got hundred employees getting together. Yeah, that's, that's not fun to have to do, but we just have to work harder. For our franchisees, hard to do a Zoom meeting with, you know, 600 people on the line, right? So we have to do webinars and, and a lot of emails. Um, and that is difficult because you got so much coming at you, right? You're trying to manage your business. You're trying to manage your family. You're trying to manage your health. So I've focused on what is new in this message? What is the absolute most important thing that I need to do uh, and that I need the message that I need to send and be very pointed on that and try not to take up too much time because people don't have a whole lot of it right now. Oh, absolutely. So you're trying to cut through the clutter and be as concise as possible, which, yeah. which I think is probably a good practice for all of us as all we the time. To elevate our, our communication. You know, we, and I know probably one of the hardest parts about this particular crisis is we don't know where the finish line is and we don't really know where the light at the end of the tunnel is. I mean, no one has set a date when things will go back to whatever normal will look like at that time. Uh, what, what do you think will be some of the biggest changes just in business or in your business specifically moving forward when we do get back to whatever normal looks like? So let's pretend six months to a year from now. Do you think it will be like it was before or do you think there'll be some significant changes moving forward? I think I'll speak just for the restaurant industry. We were yes. already down the path of, um, we call them order modes or digital channels, et cetera. Um, I don't fundamentally believe that uh, Alan and Charles wouldn't get together and go, okay, I'll meet you at this restaurant and let's have a business lunch. I, I don't think that's going away. I really don't. Now, is that could that take 24 months to get fully back to where it was? Yeah, it could. It absolutely could. Especially when Alan and Charles can do this Zoom meeting and get 90, 90% out of it, other than the handshake yeah. and the pat on the back. Um, so I don't fundamentally think that's going away, but certainly for the next 18 to 24 months, it's going to exacerbate the, the digital and the order mode side of things. Uh, and the convenience piece, we've preached a lot at our organization about convenience and needing to make investments into these digital channels to be able to serve our guests how, when, where they want. 
right? It's it's what the consumer demands that we have to do. So I think that this will push it forward and there will be winners and losers. My, my colleagues in independent restaurants that, that maybe don't have the, the breadth uh, and the budget to be able to go all in, they're scrambling now to be able to do it because it's the only channels that there are to survive. So I think we do get back to a semblance of normal. I think it's absolutely a staged approach. If you look at kind of the phases that we're supposed to be going through for coronavirus, I think it's the same phases in business, right? When we get when we get back, this is the big question of will people shake hands anymore? Right. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, but some people probably won't <laughs> going forward. So I, I think it's a two year I think it's a two year process to to get back to what we were seeing in January and February of 2020. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. And you strike me as someone that's incredibly organized, someone that, that believes in systems and processes. And I would imagine that you had a, a pretty standardized flow to your day and to your week and to your month before this hit. How hard was it for you to acclimate to this new normal of basically doing everything from home? And, and what were some of your keys for making that transition and acclimation process uh, as successful as you've made it? Well, I, you know, I think I've, I've been pretty lucky um, when we talk about the idea of agile, right? You hear that a lot in, in tech and that's, it's not new. It's been around a long time, but, you know, old school development and sales guys like me are like, ah, well, what is that? That's what smart guys do, right? I've got a new, a, a new CMO that's been with us about six months and a new CIO that have been with us about six months. And one of the things that I wanted was, I don't understand this stuff, but I know it works and I know it's good. So can you guys bring it in and model it for the organization? And what's happened for Tropical Smoothie Cafe is we have, we have that piece, that agile move fast. The crisis has created the need to have stand-ups every day, beginning of day, end of day stand-up, right? And sprints, you know, you, you hear about sprints. We rolled out as an example, um, curbside delivery. We had curbside delivery slated for Q4 of this year. We're gonna roll out curbside delivery. Uh, hey, Alan, we rolled out curbside delivery in 10 days. Wow. Why? Never let a good crisis go to waste. It shows you what your organization can do under duress. When yes. you have the right people rowing in the same direction and there are no expectations of, well, I don't know if we'll hit the budget. Well, I don't know if we'll get this done by Tuesday. Well, I don't know this. Just freaking go for it. Throw it against the wall. And we've had some success doing that. Uh, and progress over perfection. A crisis gives you the opportunity to really lean into that and go, hey, it's not going to be perfect, but we're going to do our best. And so I think that melding together crisis and crisis management with, with an agile uh, type of mentality is really what's been, been driving us through this crisis for sure. I love that. And, and, and as a leader, uh, when, you, when you're making these agile moves, uh, how much of what you're doing is kind of on the technical side of, or you and your, your admin team of kind of teaching the X's and O's of what your franchisees need to be able to do and how much of it is just being that rock of support and optimism and poise. And as you said so brilliantly earlier, just checking in with someone and seeing how they're doing. Uh, if you had to assign a percentage of kind of technical versus the emotional and relational side, can you even assign one? I'm, I'm, I'm more on the emotional relational side. I mean, it is what it is. I've been lucky yeah. enough to be with an organization that scaled. We're not, you know, we're not McDonald's, but we've scaled to a point where I have a fantastic group of, I have a fantastic C-suite and that's where the brains are. I, I, you know, I wish I was better looking. I could call myself a figurehead, but no, I'm a heart guy, right? Um, I, I've got a little brains, but I got, I got people underneath me that have even bigger brains. Um, and so what I get to do is, is push on the things that are really important. But when you have great leaders, they're pushing you that I need to do this. I need to do that. 
I need to do this. Are you okay with this? Can I move? Can I move? So when the pressure is coming up on me to get stuff done, man, that's how you, that's how you want it. Cause you then get to choose and decide where to, where to lean in and where to go. Eh, I, I don't know. I don't know if we should cut that cost. I don't know if we should move from teams to zoom or, or whatever, uh, whatever little decision it may be. So um, I, I definitely focus on the, the people side and also just checking in and making sure that my people are okay. Cause this is a very scary time. And so I've been very, one of our, um, you know, we, we like to hire pe people that we trust and we use the trust acronym trust. The T is for transparency, right? Um, the R is for responsibility. It's a, it's a job, not a vacation. We all have things that we have to do. The U is for unique. Bring your whole self to the table, right? I don't care if you wear, you know, Air Jordans or you wear Gucci loafers, come and be awesome at what you do. Uh, the S is for service oriented. We're, we're hospitality. I think that goes across many businesses, right? And the T is for tenacious, which I think you know something a, a little bit about with all those uh, players behind you, right? Yeah. Just the no quitting me. I'm just tenacious. So those are the type of people that we hire. And so it allows me to talk to the organization um, based on our core values, transparency. So what did I say? I said, hey guys, um, our, our business is cut in half. We've given franchisees royalty relief of 50% and our wow. sales are down 50%. So what does that mean? We, we've got too much overhead for the amount of dollars that we're bringing in. That is what it is. Um, we're going to apply for a loan. And if we get it, we're going to try to keep every single person on that we possibly can. So everybody knows where they stand, right? And so that's, that to me is hard to do, to be transparent. It's easy to be transparent when things are going great. It's hard yeah. uh, when things are hard. Uh, and the next message I'll have is, I, I don't know what after July looks like. Yeah. But we're still going to have the same fundamental problem. Um, and so you got to let people know what's going on and let them be on notice. And they can make plans for themselves because work, work is one part of your life. And I want it to be a great part for our employees. But they have to make the decision. We're all here to pay our mortgage, support our families, et cetera. And if we treat people as adults and say, I understand you got to do what you got to do, um, it, it goes a lot farther and you actually earn more respect that way, in my opinion. Absolutely. I love that. So with kind of these fundamental threads of communication, I mean, you're talking about consistently reaching out and showing the people that you care uh, and you want to know how they're doing. You mentioned earlier about keeping everything incredibly concise. We want to trim the fat as much as possible when we've got all of these distractions going on. But you also want to speak, and I love your, your acronym of trust, but you want to be direct with them. You want to be honest. You want to be transparent. Um, and, and I think in the long run, you know, they're going to have so much appreciation for that. Um, when we first met, I was immediately drawn to you for two reasons. Uh, the first is I love tropical smoothie. So uh, I wanted to make sure that I met you. And then when I did, I mean, you have such an infectious energy. I mean, you just exude optimism and positivity. And, and I mean, you're just the, the quintessential leader. Uh, but is it safe to assume that even during this, I mean, you've had a few moments of despair or a few moments where you've been a little down in the dumps or, or worried or anxious? Because uh, I sure know I have. And, oh. if, and if so, how have you dealt with those and how have you made sure that they haven't affected your ability to lead everyone else? No, I've, I've, I've been down in the dumps as much as everyone else. And if, you know, if you watch any TV or, or, or news, et cetera, I mean, everybody and their brother is on TV from a Zoom meeting, right? Um, and everyone's starting to talk about it, right? This is the big catalyst for, man, we got to get through this because Americans are just not meant to sit in their homes. I don't think any human is, right? I mean, and, you know, Alan, we're, we're blessed that we have homes with pictures on the wall and families and all that kind of, there's a lot of people in a lot worse situations. So I try to keep things in context. 
when when I go down the rabbit hole of oh my gosh the the, the country's going to fail my business is going to fail my family's going to fall apart um, this this sounds goofy but I go back to gratitude yeah. I go back to I have I have a car in the driveway I've got a house over my head yeah I got a mortgage on it but I've, I'm up to date right now yeah. um, looking to the positive staying grateful um, that's something I learned probably in my late twenties or early thirties uh, especially when you're in that chasing your career and I got to get this and I got to do that taking a step back and understanding where the average American fits in terms of the percentage of economic equality in the whole world. Um, and a lot of times what I'll do, this is goofy. I'll watch, um, I'll watch programs or I'll investigate things in different countries. What is yeah. the average person in India? How do they live? What is the average person in Senegal? Blah, blah, blah. So I know that's goofy, but it puts things in perspective for me when I'm worried about, uh, you know, we didn't get an extra $1.2 million in the PPP loan or we did, you know, we have to cut overhead, et cetera. Um, so it's gratitude for me. I love that. And then you already mentioned earlier, uh, in addition to gratitude, it's also about service. You know, yeah. I, I would imagine that one of the things, and I know that's one of the main reasons I've been reaching out to as many clients as I can to do these calls. You know, I'm certainly doing it to be of service to them, but it's also a pick me up to me because it makes yeah. me feel good to reach out to someone and, and lend a hand. So for you all to give out a, a hundred thousand, maybe 150,000 smoothies combined with your gratitude, I can certainly see uh, how that would, would get you through. Yeah. Uh, how about from a, from a personal standpoint, your own daily routine, you sure. know, is it, is it a bigger challenge now when you're working from home? And as you said, a, a little one can walk in in the middle of a <laughs> zoom call at any time. Uh, Cause I know a lot of high performers are really into their routines and folks, you know, I know folks that have their day planned to the minute, you know, from, from five 30 to six 30, I go to the gym and then I grab a tropical smoothie and then I go to the office and then I do this on my lunch break. And then I listen to this podcast on the way home. And now all of that has been flipped upside down because they can't do any of those things. How is your acclimation on the personal side with your own self care and upkeep been? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say I'm probably a, a five or a six on that list of, of structured and regimen. Um, it's certainly uh -huh. like, like anyone in my type of position. Yeah, the Outlook calendar is meeting after meeting after meeting. That's actually a little bit less now, right? right. Because there's less uh, standing meeting, standing meeting. It's only the most critical thing. So my calendar has actually opened up a little bit, uh, providing time to do like this, providing time to talk about the 100,000 smoothies. Um, so strangely enough, mine's, I've got a little bit more time, which could not be better because it allows me to think. Sometimes when you're in a position of leadership, you're running around so much, you forget to take a step back and just think about what's, what's going on. So my routine, I would say, and, and Alan is an old uh, sports guy like yourself, um, the last six months, uh, we had some things going on at the company and then into this crisis, the, the pillar, uh, the mind, body, spirit pillar, man, the body fell off bad. No, no workouts, no, no nothing, work till eight eat something, go to bed, get up, do it over again. So I've, I've really focused on the body part, not that nice. I'm pumping a bunch of iron, but yeah, I go downstairs and I ride the bike for 45 minutes, right? I played football in college. I know what it's like to be really in shape and I'm a long, long way from it, but just getting back to what I know, which is just a little bit of exercise, a little bit of healthier eating makes my brain better, makes my heart better, and makes, allows me to be the positive person that my employees and my franchise system needs. So you speak a lot about this. 
I have to put myself first a little bit so that I can give my all. And I fell off of that uh, prior to this. So it's been a good, good awakening for me on that. Um, but uh, trying to keep, uh, things are so fluid now that you have to have open time on your calendar to jam stuff in that's most important. But uh, a little bit, a little bit of both there, but. I love that. Well, I mean, we all have high empathy for each other because there's so many things that any one of us can fall off at any given moment. And, and it sounds like you just uncovered another silver lining to this uh, pandemic is it is a, a chance to kind of reset and take a pause in certain areas and be able to say, hey, six months previous, I wasn't taking care of my body to the degree I'm capable of. Now I've got a chance to actually do that. So uh, I commend you for that. And, and remind me, how old are your children? I was actually going to add this. Yeah, four and six, four, uh, just seven. He just turned seven last month. I, the one thing I was going to add as well is, um, you know, life can get out of whack, right? Yes. Especially on the work side, right? I, um, at the age I'm at, I'm not, I'm not going to bars anymore. I'm not socializing a ton. Everything I do is pretty much work-related and I like it. Yeah. I, I drive and, and all that kind of stuff. And the other pillar that's fallen down is family. Yeah. Right. I've got young kids that are growing up. I want to be involved in their life. But when you're doing 12 or 14 hours a day all week and it's Saturday or Sunday, man, shooting hoops with your son, like you'll go out and do it half heartedly. And that's not the way to do it. Right. So it has been for myself and my wife and my two kids They, I'm in my little office at my house, which doubles as a guest bedroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The ability to have those little buggers come in and give them a hug and tell them you love them or to go downstairs and have a 10 minute lunch with them is something I haven't honestly ever experienced with my family. Yeah. Um, and it has been an absolute blessing because when you're in a situation like this where there's fear, what do you, it all goes back to family, right? So it puts things in perspective there as well in terms of what, what the hell am I working so hard for anyway? ultimately right. to put the kids in school and uh, have a decent life. It ain't to buy a jet. I don't right. have any interest in that. I'm nowhere near that ballpark, but it's about supporting your family and being around them. And, and really for me, understanding the quality, the need to create quality time for the yeah. same reason you exercise, to, to, to keep yourself uh, holistically in the game versus jutting out too far into one area of your life. Uh, love that. And once again, this, this can be a reminder for all of us that we all need to do more of that. I mean, yeah. as, as high performers and high drivers, and more importantly, people that love what we do, uh, that can easily get blurred because we're so passionate about our work. It's not like we're going in to punch the clock. We love right. what we do, and that can, that can certainly make it challenging. Uh, one last question for you, and this is from father to father. My kids yeah. are a little bit older than yours. Is, you know, I have a 10-year-old twin sons and an 8-year-old daughter, and, and, and Tropical Smoothie was a, a regular stop after boxing and after basketball throughout the week. Um, and I know that I've had some, some heart-to-heart conversations with my children about what's going on, Given that yours are younger, what, what do some of those conversations look like? And do your kids ask questions about, you know, why has kind of this normal been changed? And, and how do you address it when they're that young? Yeah, I think, I think for mine in particular, they're just, they're just under the big questions. They get that yeah. there's the coronavirus, right? And that's yeah. why they're not in school. And that's why um, they're not doing soccer and they're not doing baseball and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm at that magical age where, yeah, one, one hour is beautiful and awesome and one hour is literally terrible and everyone's screaming and beating each other up. Um, so I haven't gotten a ton of questions around that. Um, we just are in that kind of magical period of 
it's just really cool that dad's home all the time um, and, and to get to experience that. I can see at your age is where some bigger questions start coming up or gosh, I miss my friends or I miss going to school, et cetera. Uh, mine are still just sort of like, I don't know, I guess it's summer and I'm at home and this is kind of cool. My parents are around. Um, so the transition hasn't been, hasn't been too bad. Um, and you know, we just try to keep it positive and say, yep, things will get back to normal. Hopefully we'll have summer camp. Hopefully we'll have that, but we're just going to take it day by day and play it by ear. Absolutely love that, man. Well, you are a remarkable father. You are a remarkable leader. Uh, I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, I know we don't know each other on a super deep level, but any interaction I've had with you and certainly all of the wonderful content you put out on LinkedIn uh, is phenomenal. Any last parting words or anything you want to share be before we drop the mics and move on with our days? No, no. I, I appreciate what you're doing as well. I mean, there's a lot of... Um... Fear, fear and anxiety doesn't doesn't do much for anybody, but we're all human and we're all going to fall into it. And so I would just encourage, I'm encouraging myself when I say this, um, is to put it in context. Put it in context as to right now, today. Um, and, you know, we usually say we don't compare, uh, but but sometimes comparison's okay if you're, if you're doing all right. Um, uh, and, and to be grateful. And as, you, as you've said, uh, when you're in the dumps, get into service, go do something for somebody else. I guarantee you there's no way for you to not feel a little bit better about the day if you go do something for somebody else. That could be picking up your neighbor's mail and <laughs> dropping it on their front porch. Any little act of kindness I think helps us. Uh, and the more people that do that in this time, I think the better uh, country and the better world will be. Love it. It's a perfect note to end on. Thank you, Charles, from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you helping me raise my game. Absolutely. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate your time, buddy. You got it, man. Well, that's it for us. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. For more killer-free content, make sure you check out allensteinjr.com backslash free. Join me at allensteinjr on all major social platforms and subscribe to my full timeout, 30-second timeout, and overtime monthly emails. I look forward to helping you raise your game.